Welcome to Running It Back, the lessons learned from sports podcast. I'm Mike Palmer, joined as always by Tarlin Ray. We're going to talk goats. We're going to talk tennis. We're going to talk Serena Williams. But first, we're going to say, Tarlin, what's going on? How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Most people aren't morning people. And you and I have struggled to find the right time in the week to pod. And it's 6.30 a.m. out here. Yeah. And I'm feeling fired up. I've been up for about two hours. Yeah. So I just hopefully you can catch up to me. Yeah, and I like that. We're a very inclusive podcast. When you mentioned that some of us aren't morning people, half of us uh, actually aren't morning people. This is 9.30 a.m. in Brooklyn. So we're here to talk tennis and to talk the greatest of all time. And Serena Williams is certainly in the conversation. It's a relatively small group of people if you're talking about women's tennis, but I think we may even be extending beyond whether she's the goat of women's tennis to start contemplating whether she's the goat athlete of all time or however we want to describe it. You may be more of a Serena Williams stan, Tarlin, a fan. This whole stan. A devotee? A fanboy. Stan on Facebook, because that's my go-to. Isn't that where everyone uses these days? Isn't that the hot, <laughs> isn't the hotness? It's the new hotness. <laughs> Absolutely. But we, we both want to talk about a lot of this stuff. We do want to cover sports parents and alpha parents in the Richard Williams of the Serena and Venus Williams family, as well as Tiger Woods and the balls. And turns out even Naomi Osaka has a little bit of this in, in her background. But we really wanted to talk about Serena Williams, in part because we haven't necessarily covered women's athletics as much as uh, we, we should. And then you're a big believer in Serena and her impact. We're going to try to understand lessons learned from Serena and her example. But where do you want to start? Yeah, let's level set. So we, Naomi Osaka just won the Australian Open. Huge kudos to her fourth Grand Slam win. Mm-hmm. Serena on her path to try to match Margaret Court's major wins at 24. She's stuck at 23. Stuck. I'm going to put yeah. that in quotes. Yeah. Lost to Osaka in the semifinals. Would have been amazing to win as Margaret Court is retired in Australia. Mm-hmm. It would have been uh, sweet to have the Australian Amazon, as Margaret Court was called back in her day, mm-hmm. sitting there watching Serena. Wow. So, we're talking about it because we like, in the same way, we want Tiger to catch Jack. We like to see these greats, see if they can make it at 39, as Serena it was already the oldest uh, major winner at 33. It would have been unprecedented. Mm-hmm. So that's great. That's why we're talking about her. But Serena, if you want it back, I think she's not the greatest female tennis player. She's not the greatest female athlete. I actually think she is the greatest athlete in our modern time. And you talk about covering Serena. I was talking to my youngest daughter. I was doing some research. But if I said we were covering Serena and she said, you do that? And so there's two yeah. parts. That. Mm. One is mm. she then said, I thought she only do basketball and football. Uh-huh. And then two, what she didn't say is, I didn't know you covered women's sports. So I'm coming strong with the heat to say, in our lifetime, Serena has had a bigger impact as an athlete than anyone that we've seen in any sport. 
Mm-hmm. I don't care about Tom Brady's seven Super Bowls. Yeah. I don't care about Jordan. Sometimes I dream he is me. I, I want to throw out there. Yeah. I believe Serena is a mix of Tiger. Yeah. Is a mix of Jordan Impact. Yeah, yeah. And even has a little shack because of the things that she does on the side. And I can explain more. Uh, and I was going to yes end that. And I would say she probably has a little bit of Muhammad Ali in her. It's no but. It's a yes yeah, and. I like and. that. That's uh-huh. why we get along. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you just think about her impact to the culture. And it is a crossover impact in that she's a woman athlete, a uh, woman of color as well. But just the fact that a woman is putting forward her humanity, her equity, very much in the way that Ali, as a black man in the 60s, was putting forward his humanity and his his identity. She's probably not as political as Ali, and I realize it's a little bit of a leap, but I think when you, you got me going in this direction when you were talking about impact to the culture, and that's also why I would say Jordan is in the conversation. I know it's not a Jordan show. I know we're not just a basketball podcast, but I think his impact to the culture was similarly profound, but it probably drove us more towards commercial pursuits rather than maybe this concept of, of equity. Although part of her equity was really equity in pay. All a- women athletes are standing on the shoulders of Serena when it comes to pay equity. Mm-hmm. Serena opened the door. So kudos. I watch the women's world cup and women's soccer team. They yeah. should get everything they deserve. But Serena's built the foundation so that women's sports can be seen in a different way. So you're saying that Serena's contribution to pay equity is pretty much on par with Brandy Chastain's uh, contribution to sports bras? Is that? Absolutely. I never did that research to see whether or not her endorsement, sports bra endorsement went up. If it didn't, that's a big miss by her agent, herself. And she's probably still out there. She may be looking for an engagement. If she wants to come back, clear the air. We could run it back to, I think that's one of the greatest scores ever. You, you put the ball in the box. She's going to head it in. Yeah. 1999 U.S. Women's World Cup. So no one's had to deal with more. People thought she was too big. Mm -hmm. They thought she grunted too loud. Yeah. They hated her outfits, a sport that you had to wear white. And she showed up in tutus. Yes. Or a singlet. Mm Mm-hmm. Her hair was too big. Yeah. They said she was too old, mm-hmm. that she should retire. They did with sexism in a fight with a lineman where she argued with the lineman and got the biggest fine ever mm-hmm. in men's and women's tennis because of that argument when men like John McEnroe would just go nuts. No one's had to deal with more. You cannot be serious. That's good. They that's will good. save that one for that's the show. Good. Sexism body shaming right she's uh, overcome a lot of serious health issues around whether it's embolisms hematomas and then around her pregnancies because the other thing there's been a lot of talk lately about tom brady or serena to me serena winning the australian open while eight weeks pregnant to think about what it's like when you're going through a pregnancy and you're concerned about the the health and safety of your wife and what you hope will be your baby that to me is profound. And the fact that she was able to perform and 
she was playing against her sister too, which is the other aspect. Everyone forgets that. It's huge. It's huge. It's probably because it was in Australia and also because the fact that she was pregnant at the time didn't come out until much, much later. That it's one of the most missed legacy moments in sports history was her winning that and also to go out on 23. And I'm not rooting for Serena to do this, but I'm just saying if she does, just like if Tiger doesn't ever win another Open, it's still an amazing career. And that's why these individual sports where you're chasing a random number, particularly in the Open era versus whatever era. Margaret won 11 in the Open era and then the rest of the non-Open era, but yeah. But it's all crazy. And it is hard to compare across eras, particularly in individual sports, because the technology changes and it's hard to really assess how would someone growing up today play tennis versus someone growing up in the 30s when you're playing with wooden rackets in pantaloons. It's a pretty different scenario. But where she beats Brady in my book, because uh, there's a lot of number of championships and I can't hear enough. I actually, I, I can hear enough. I can hear more than enough about Tom Brady these days. But when I hear people talk about Brady as the GOAT, to the best of my knowledge, he wasn't pregnant in January. To the best of my knowledge, he did not perform that. It's almost mythology. It is the stuff of legend. A couple things. Venus, if, if she didn't have to face Venus, she'd have three more titles. And we would not be talking about Margaret Court. To overcome and have to deal with a sister as a year and a half older and to beat your older sister, yeah. that's mental toughness yeah. on its own. And there's research about that too, that younger siblings tend to be better athletes because they have to overcome overcome their, yeah. their older siblings. The other thing that we're not talking about is, listen, Stephanie yeah. was a robot. Right. She killed people. You know, when it comes to singles titles, yeah. uh, Serena only has 73. Martina mm. has 167. Yes. Chrissy has 157. Steffi has 107. They were robots. So Serena won't go down in terms of just being able to crush people week over week. Because one of the reasons I consider one of the greatest is we got to see who she was as a person. Mm -hmm. She dealt with depression after yep. um, losing her sister mm -hmm. in a fatal gang-related shooting. She consistently was saying, I'm more than tennis. She took classes in being a nail technician, yeah. took pre-med classes. Yeah. Don't forget that she has her own fashion line on a home shopping network. Yeah, She is a fully evolved person. Mm -hmm. While everyone else is living um, in the States, where she spent her time was in Paris because that's the place that she loved. There should be more to the athlete than the title. Right. And I think even though she's an individual sport, the impact mm -hmm. that she's had on people, the poster on the wall that she's put for a lot of these up and coming athletes who Naomi Osaka said, yeah. the, the one for me growing up was Serena. So that's the why. Yeah. Can, as an individual, Steffi, I don't know. Like we talk about Steffi, I think she, yeah. was, she was a monster. Right. But she never, and Chrissy was America's sweetheart, but never translate that into having an impact beyond and and bringing up the Madison Keys and the Sloan Stevensons right. and the Jennifer Brady who just made the final and the Naomi Osaka. So that's the why. Yeah. And Tiger has an impact in an individual sport. We'll do a Tiger Serena show. Yeah. We'll come up with our own rubric to make sure, sure 
and yeah. we'll lay it out up front. Yeah. We will not talk about any diners that will be not in the rubric. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. It, yeah. It's never have you stacked up as you s- see someone almost retire, lose faith in the sport, battle injuries, battle conditioning, and keep fighting back mm-hmm. to make it to the next level. From 2002 to 2017, she was number one eight times. Yeah. She fell off the map and then kept coming back. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So i got a couple things there. One is when you're talking about great women tennis players, you have to include Martina Navratilova. And if you look at her career arc and, and the duration of her career and the relevance as a tennis player too, because she was a great doubles player. And just as an athlete, she kept playing well on into her middle years, not to mention she was doing this following on the heels of Billie Jean King as a, a lesbian player. There are some interesting parallels to be drawn around that lineage as well. If you go back to Billie Jean King, who probably had as big or even a bigger impact on the culture, if you think about it, less so on the tennis court. She was dominant at the time, but it was a different era and she clearly wasn't as great as, say, Navratilova who I think introduced the modern era of women's tennis in terms of her just sheer athleticism and focus on a long duration of a career as an athlete. You got to include those two in the conversation. And then the other dimension to Serena is looking ahead, which I think you're right. And in particular, the Serena Osaka thing is really interesting to me in terms of will Naomi take on this mantle at a relatively early age, already knowing that she has both a lot of shyness. And then I think you almost have to have a diva quality to be an effective champion, particularly in women's tennis these days. Serena in some ways demonstrated her peak level of psychological warfare when she's competing is something that got her some blowback. But as someone who really admires the psychological aspect of sports. A lot of my lessons learned are around what's great performance. That's where I think Serena's impact is really profound. I'm hoping that there is a bit of a passing of the torch that's happening now where we may see a similar level of dominance to Naomi Osaka's play that we saw when Serena was really at her height of heights. That's the thing about tennis too. I would argue that the run, the one run in particular, but she did it a few times, that Serena did where she was just clearly unbeatable. That's the thing that's impressive. And that's the thing that connects Serena to Tiger in my mind. Clearly she's on the Mount Rushmore of running it back. Where do you want to go next? What else pops to mind? One more take. And then the lesson I took away from just watching Serena's career. And you mentioned this, you started to say when Serena was most dominant 2002 was her Serena Slam, Mm. so held all the majors, but not in a calendar year. And the Serena Slam was available at at Denny's, is that right? (laughs) You're bringing it back. All connected. Hey, hold on. Tiger Serena show is coming. So the Serena Slam, (laughs) you can get ham as well as bacon. Um, (laughs) When she held all the majors at once, and this is calling Serena Slam because this is when Tiger and Serena dominated a sport that black people didn't play. Just think about the early 2000s. We're coming off the Tiger Slam in 2000 and Serena's has in 2002. We'll talk about that at a separate time. The other thing is 13 years later, in a sport where 
athletes retire at 27. Serena basically did it again, losing in the semis in the U.S. Open, but winning the first three majors. So it's not about Martina. I loved watching Martina grow. I, mean, I played tennis growing up. I loved watching Martina stuff. They just were dominant. Mm. She's never going to be that person who's that consistent, but it's you just got to give something for someone who's constantly getting knocked down overcoming adversity and coming back. So that 13 year gap between Serena Slam, I, I think it's still one of the more impressive feats, whether it's an individual athlete or not. Mm-hmm. The lessons learned even starts with what they learned from their dad, which is they never conformed. Everyone who is supposed to start off as a tennis god, as one of the prodigies, you're supposed to play tournaments early. And he held them out. They were playing on the Compton courts being taught by he and his wife. And they really didn't play tournaments until they were pro ready. And that almost, I feel like planted a seed that gave Serena the permission to be herself, Mm -hmm. to wear a tutu on the court, to start dabbling in fashion because she said I'm more than tennis, to want to be a nail technician, to be curious around and focusing on pre-med, to being in a Beyonce video because she is celebrating black magic, black culture and who she is. I think my biggest lesson is everyone wants to, and I have kids today, right now, my daughter, like follow the path that's already been tread and looking to see what everyone else is doing. But there's just a lot of power in going at times in a different direction, leaning into your passion and being yourself. So. That's why we're seeing a little bit of Tiger now. Tiger was a robot and we loved him for his accolades, but I think he's becoming a different person and actually like him more, even though I'm, you called me a stan. I'm the biggest Tiger stan there is. As I've told you, seven straight years, easy costume, black pants, like red Nike shirt, carry a putter. I'm a brother looks like Tiger, easy. But I just, I believe that Serena, when all said and done, we will never see another athlete like this, not only have an impact in female sports, an impact when you look at her sponsors and Nike, but impact just as you look at what it means to be a whole athlete, mm-hmm. not just the athlete on the court. Yeah. To me, that, that harkens back to the, the famous Barkley ad, I'm not a role model. In a lot of ways, she very much is a role model, uh, and in particular for Black uh, girls and really for women everywhere. And then even bigger than that, the idea that when she was supposed to win in this individual sport, she did. Maintaining that level of excellence when you're expected to be excellent is the lesson that I always get, again, thinking about the performance psychology. It's really easy to let up. The NBA 82 game season, we're always talking about a trap game coming off a win. Every tournament she was in, she was bringing her best. And uh, that to me is a lesson learned that you can maintain that level of excellence. And to me, it is also at times about being able to achieve those peak performances and then allowing yourself to drop back down, recalibrate, reset, and then again, achieve that top level of performance, that is to me more about excellence than spreading good performance or even outstanding performance over a very long period of time. So while I would bring Martina back into the conversation, I would still say that 
purely on the, the women's tennis side, when Serena was at her best, it was a level up and it is very close or potentially better than the level up that we saw Tiger and Jordan reached at their absolute heights. I'll be thinking about something and just yeah. focusing on showing up when it matters, resetting when it's important to her. Back in, I think it was 2007, Christy Everett wrote an open letter to Serena telling her that she needed to commit more to tennis. Mm. Who the are you? It's almost like Jack starting to come and he's one of the bigger Tiger fans, like Tiger focus more. Live for yourself. Mm -hmm. You got to live your life. And when you can recalibrate and it's time and you can make the commitment, then do it. Mm -hmm. But shrug off the all-time greats who are telling you you're wasting your career because they, the 2007, it was 13 years later. And the story that Serena has written is her story, not a story for other people. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a lesson for all of us. Awesome. Hopefully many lessons to be learned by listening to this podcast. Uh, it's called Running It Back. We run it back as often as we can. We're looking forward to doing it more in the, the coming weeks and months. Tarlin Ray, always a pleasure. Thanks again for joining. Peace. And for our listeners, we'll be back again soon. This is Running It Back. What?